0: Join our Pastor Randy as he ministers. Check your heart condition. <music> Greetings, one and all. I'm from the my mother was a pastor for over 30 years, so I knew right from wrong. I was brought up to serve God, but I chose to go my own way, and I suffered terrible things. But I thank God that I've had a real deep domestic experience, and I've rededicated my life and my heart to God so that God's real can be done in my life. My name is Brother Randy Lightfoot. Join me as I share the word of God. Praise the Lord. My topic today that God has laid on my heart, no pun intended, is called Check Your Heart Condition. This is what God has laid on my heart. It's called Check Your Heart Condition. And in brackets, it's got hearing. We're going to look into this and find out what the Holy Spirit is talking about. And we're checking out our heart condition and how it relates to us hearing. Because there clearly seems to be two different types of beings. Your heart has a completely different function, but yet will emphasize the, the aspect of hearing as we look at our heart's condition. Praise the Lord. Let's look at the two scriptures that were we'll read earlier once again. And I'm going to read them just so that they are well aware of where we're coming from. It's in Matthew chapter 13, verses 1 to 9, and then Revelations 2 and 11. Here beginneth the reading of the Word of God. The same day went Jesus out of the house and sat by the seaside, and great multitudes were gathered together unto him, so that he went into a ship and sat, and the whole multitude stood on the shore, and he spake many things unto them in parables, saying, Behold, a soul went forth to sow. And then he said, some seeds fell by the wayside and the falls, mm-hmm. the falls came and devoured them up. Mercy. Some fell upon stirring places where they had not much art and forthwith, they sprung up because they had no deepness of art. And when the sun was up, they were scorched and because they had no root. They withered away, and some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprung up and choked them. But other fowl into good ground, and brought forth fruit: some at hundred full, some sixty full, and some thirty full. Who have ears to hear, let him hear. Revelation two and eleven says, He that hath an ear. Let him hear what the Spirit said unto the churches. He that overcometh shall not be hurt of the second death. May God add a blessing to the reading of his holy word. Praise the Lord. He that hath been here, let him hear. That saying is repeated seven times in the book of Revelations. And without guessing, that saying shows up seven more times in the New Testament, all by Jesus. So Jesus first says, he that hath an ear seven times in his earthly ministry. And then when he gives the latter to in Revelation, those epistles, he says, the same words, he that hath an ear, let him hear. But I'm telling you tonight, <laughs> you can have ears, but if you're hard and right, you can't hear. And that's what we're going to look into, how this relates to. And that's why the, the question is asked. Check your heart condition. Because your heart condition can affect how you hear in terms of how you react to what you're hearing. Praise the Lord. God has given me two points that I want to use to bring this message across. Point number one is a heartened heart, a heart and heart condition, Hardened heart condition, heart attack, mercy, heart attack. I'm using some terminology that's related to hearts. So there, there, there is some pun that's intended, but I want you to get the spiritual implications that I'm putting forward. Point number two is a heart condition that heals. And then I have hearing. This is the two difference in terms of your heart condition and how it affects how you're hearing. Point number one, a hardened heart condition. And this hard condition is a hardened one. Okay, this is a conditioning of your heart that is not in the right place. And, and I say this from a spiritual standpoint. So this hard and heart, this is a hard heart. This is a heart that is not in the right place. This is a heart that is not in a position to hear from God. And because this heart is not in the right condition, scripture is going to show you that even when they have the word of God given to them, heart attacks happen that keep them from hearing. There are hard attacks in your spiritual walk that interfere with you being able to hear what God is doing, what God is saying for you. There are people, we will go back into this Matthew 13, where Jesus says that there are people that are hearing this word. And the good word, Is dropping on different types and he calls them soils, but I will use the term hearts. So instead of whenever you hear me use the word and read the word soil, we'll refer to your heart condition. So when Jesus is saying that the word of God is dropping on this soil, he's talking about their heart when he says that some fell on this soil, some fell on this soil, and some fell on this soil. Praise the Lord, but point number one is gonna deal with the soil that represents a hardened heart. You would think, but those of us who are saved know differently that once you hear truth and you hear, you know, this great understanding of truth that you're enlightened and that you're changed Jesus shows that it doesn't happen that easily that if your soil if your heart is not in the right place it gets attacked that heart gets attacked so that the word cannot take root so that the word The truth that the person hears doesn't change it. They can't really hear it. It's a heart attack going on. And this heart attack is based on Satan and his ability to have access to your life, to interfere with the truth that's coming in. Jesus used this illustration of a soil. I want to bring it a little more clearer. And say it's your heart that gets the opportunity to hear this word from God. And my topic is, check your heart condition. Because there will be heart attacks that will be coming your way based on where your heart is. Okay? Let's look at Matthew chapter 13 again. We're going to break down these soils again in respect of heart conditions. Chapter uh, 13, I'm going to start at verse 3 and verse 4, and then I'm going to do verse 19, because verse 19 is beautiful, because verse 19 is not even, takes me out of the equation, because verse 3 and 4 gives you a scenario from Jesus, and verse 19 is Jesus explaining what that scenario is. Verse 3 says, and and he, Jesus, spake many things unto them in parables, saying, Behold, a soul went forth to sow. And when he said, some seeds fell by the wayside. This is this area called the wayside. Listen to this next description. And the falls came and devoured them up. Remember, it's seeds that are falling by the wayside, and the birds are coming and taking these seeds away. Verse 19 says, When anyone heareth the word of the kingdom. Whenever you get a word from God, whenever you hear a truth from God being preached or teach, and you don't understand it, you understand it not, then cometh the wicked one, who's represented by these false Satan and his dominions, his, his demons, his fellow angels, and catcheth away that which is serving in his heart. This word, Jesus is giving you the connection of this brawn and the heart now. he says that Satan comes and takes away the word which was sown in his heart. This is he which received seed by the wayside. Mercy. Let's go to Psalms number ninety-five and verses eight and nine. It says, "Harden not your heart as in the provocation, as in the day of temptation in the wilderness." This is David describing what the children of Israel was doing when they were in the wilderness. When your father, this is God saying to them, when your fathers tempted me, proved me, and they saw my works. The emphasis is to harden not your heart. The Israelites, in that description in the wilderness, was getting all types of great miracles done. They had food dropped in their lap every day. (laughs) And on the sixth day, they got a double dose that didn't go there, and it was always just what they needed, whatever they needed. They had shoes one that never wore. They went through miracle upon miracle upon miracle, but their heart was hardened. That every time they got some truth, because their heart wasn't open and teachable, because they wasn't in a place that was really open to listen to what God had to say, Satan could easily come and snatch it, and take it away from him. A hardened heart always allows Satan to steal the truth of what you're getting from God. This is heart attack number one. Satan coming and taking that truth that you got and minimizing it in any types of way so that you won't accept it for what it is. He wants you to stay with that hardened condition. Where your heart is hardened, you want to stick to your what, what you were doing. Even though you're receiving truth to lead you into a new way, you want to hold on to this old way. Jesus said, "This is those that have received the word, and they are like the seed that fell on the wayside. Okay, it's just one side. They're not doing nothing with it. Their heart is not in the right place." So that no matter what type of fire and brimstone messages are being preached by the word of God, it's like water over a duck's back. It's not seeping through. It's in a place where Satan can come at any given time and steal their truth from him. And this is what is actually being described. But let's look at Matthew chapter 13 again and, and look at the next soil. This next hard condition that's out there, Matthew 13, verses 5 and 6, and then Jesus giving the explanation of it, this is because you're not going to listen, even try to get it from me. Jesus breaks it down for you in verse 20 and verse 21. Verse 5 says, as Jesus describes this second hard condition, okay, he says, Some fell upon stony places where they had not much earth, and forthwith. They sprung up. They took a little root. They sprung up. Because they had no deepness of earth. And when the sun was up, they were scorched. And because they had no root, they withered away. Listen to how Jesus explains this more clearly to his disciples. In verse 20, he says, But he that receiveth the seed into stony places, the same as he that hears his word, the hearing his word, they are receiving his word, and a nun with joy, they receive it. They happily and gladly receive it. They recognize it to be truth. Verse 21 says, yet had he not root in himself, but he endured for a little while, for when tribulation or persecution arise it because of this word. By and by he this mankind person is offended. Mercy, mercy. Let's look at Psalms 95. Psalms 95 says, and verse 10 and 11 says, 40 years long was I grieved with this generation. I said, it is a people that do err in their heart. And they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath, that they should not enter into my rest. Your heart conditioned, can cause you problems. This description here is of a shallow heart. It's of a shallow faith. That's the best description of it. This shallow faith or heart, they enjoy this truth for a time, but fail under pressure. When pressure comes, when any forms of tribulation comes, or trials, they fail. Because it's a shallow faith. The same way Jesus uses the description of a seed that is able to drop between stony grounds is enough in it for them to start to grow. But because they don't have no debt, they don't have nowhere for the roots to grow, the minute is a little trouble up top, they are not got nothing to hold them. They don't have an anchor to hold us all So these are those that, yes, they realize that this word of God that I'm hearing is true. This word of God I'm hearing, I need in my life, and yes, I shouldn't. But because they're not developing their heart, because they're not spending time growing with God and getting deeper in this relationship with God, when pressure comes, they default to what they're used to. They default to what comes natural to them. And that's to take your eyes off of God. That's to be like Peter when Peter was walking on the water and started to look around as opposed to looking at Jesus. No room, he started to sink. These are of the shallow faith. Their heart condition is better than the guy that's got this real hardened condition. They receive God's word, scripture says, even with joy. So they come to church on a Sunday and they have a beautiful service. They even leave determined to want to come back next Sunday, to want to experience some more about God. But they don't get into it. They stay in the stony grounds. They don't look to grow deeper. They don't look to get up the next morning and to seek God for themselves. That's outside of that fellowship experience in church. You need personal stuff to be going on between you and God that's going to separate you, that's going to give you a root, that's going to give you the heart you need so that when persecution comes, when friends leave you, when friends talk about you, when friends distance themselves from you because of this new decision you have made to serve God. When persecution comes upon you because you choose to live right. You don't wither and fade away. You don't fail under pressure because you have an anchor that's keeping you grounded. You have a root that goes deep. You've got a heart that's not shallow. It's not based upon an emotional experience in church. When I'm in church with everybody else and everybody's singing and praising God, and I feel the Spirit of God and I see the Spirit of God, and it feels so good. But if I don't go out of church and do something with myself. Between me and God. Oh, that Sunday experience is not going to hold me in a lanesty on fiery trial and persecution in my life. Praise the Lord. Let's look at lastly, these are the three losers I call them, that Jesus describes. This third one in Matthew 13 verse 7. It says, and some fell among thorns and the thorns sprung up and choked them. Verse 22, Jesus says, he also that receiveth he among the thorns is he that heareth the word of God. Listen to how this hard condition is related to you, your ability to hear God's word. Okay. And the fear of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke their word. They choke God's word and he become unfruitful. Mercy, mercy, mercy. Let's look at Matthew chapter six. See what it talks about this this um, world and these worldly desires. Verse nineteen of chapter six is Jesus is saying this: Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth, where moth and rust do corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor wrath do corrupt, and where these cannot break through nor steal. Check it out. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Huh? Ah, that's some hard stuff. These are people who have a heart condition that is too entangled, too entangled in the curious. Okay, the too entangled with the curious of this world, the two caught up into materialism. So, though they love God's word, though they understand that God is real, though they understand that they need God in their lives, the two caught up in the worldliness of this world. So, they come under a heart attack of materialism, a, a heart attack of wanting to be caught up with all this stuff. It's described as thorns. That's how they, it sticks all in the side. They get all caught up. No matter how much they know it to be true, because they don't have the right heart condition, it opens the door for heart attacks that come in their lives. And this heart attack is materialism. I told you in just now in Matthew 6, Jesus said that where your heart is, that's where you're going to be. That's what you're really going to be about, is really where your heart is. And these people, though they hear the word of God, they may even go to church all the time, they can't stay consistent in the walk with God because their heart condition affects their hearing. Because that's too busy looking with their eyes and lusting with their eyes and coveting with their spirit and their eyes with this materialistic world. Dakota caught up in the materialism of this world. That's a real problem out there. That's a real problem. We are all human beings. And this materialistic world is beautiful. But those of us that have our hearts in the right place understand that this materialistic world has its place. And it does not have the value of my heart. I'm not going to sell myself out just to fit in with this world, just to try to accumulate all this worldly possessions. Jesus said, if that's where your heart is, that's where you're gonna be. But don't lay up for yourself these types of treasures, they're gonna fade away, they're not gonna make it to heaven. Paul talks about it in Corinthians that those things are among wood, hay, and stubble. They're gonna burn up on the way to heaven. You can't take those treasures to heaven. But if you're doing some walks for God, that's what's going to last. That's where you're going to make the difference in your life. If your heart is not in the right place, no matter what you're hearing, no matter how good a preacher is is preaching, no matter how good a teacher is is teaching, if you ain't doing some stuff with yourself, which Jesus uses the, the terminology as your soil, which is your heart? If it's not in the right condition, those words that are described as seed falling onto your heart are not going to be able to heal you. Satan's going to steal it away from you. You're going to become very under pressure because you're not got a solid foundation. Or if you're caught up in materialism, seeking to be rich, seeking to be famous, seeking to be powerful, that becomes your priority. And you are not interested in, in doing the work of God. Look at your hard condition. Because your hard condition is what's going to keep you in this world. It's what's going to be responsible for the consistency in your life. For the victory in your life. Which Jesus uses the terminology of a seed. The good word from God is described as a seed just dropped into your heart, dropped into the soil of your heart. And if that seed just so happens to land in the right soil, it's going to be a difference. Let's go to point number two, because this seed, which is the word of God, which is the good word of God, which is the truth that you receive from the word of God every time you hear preaching, every time you hear teaching, this is this good word. Point number two says, a hard condition that actually heals us. A hard condition that takes us to that next level in our walk with him. Praise the Lord. Let's look at Matthew chapter 13 again and look at verses uh, 8 and 9. And then Jesus response and explain it in verse 23. And Jesus says, but other, but other of these seeds fell into good ground. And brought forth fruit, some a hundredfold, some sixtyfold, some thirtyfold. Who have ears to hear, let him hear. Verse 23 says, but he that receiveth seed into the good run is he that heareth this word and understands it. Which also beareth fruit and bring it forth in different levels. Some's going to be in a hundredfold, some's going to be 60, and some in 30. Mercy. That's a massive, massive statement there. Matthew chapter 13, again, verse 15 and 16 says Jesus goes on to describe what's going on with this person and these people that have got this good soil and the difference of those that are not got the good soil and how it affects them. Verse 15 says, For this people's heart is wax gross, and their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes they have closed, lest at any time they should see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and should understand with their heart, and should be converted, and I should heal them. But Jesus goes on to say, But blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears for they hear. This is what happens. When I say that your heart is in the right condition, when your heart is in the right condition, it heals the rest of your body. Because the heart was in the right place, they are now able to see the truth and hear the truth. In doing that, they bring forth fruit. That's why Jesus uses the um, analogy of a soil, okay? Hearing and understanding God's word equals bearing fruit. If you're really hearing God's word and your heart is in the right condition, it automatically brings forth fruit. Like any other seed, if you throw this seed in the right ground and the ground has got all what it needs in it, that Seed will produce a healthy tree, which will ultimately bear some form of fruit. It's natural, it always happens. Yes, depending upon the tree, some trees are more fruitful than others, some are 100 full, some 60, and some 30. But they will produce fruit based on a real relationship with God, based on being what they should be. The seed gets to take root because they're not like the seed of the first one that has a heart and heart, that Satan easily takes away that truth from them. So that, that seed never gets to a place to produce any tree. The, the, the seeds take away. Satan takes that truth that, that, that God has given you. He takes it from him immediately. Others, on another level, where they get some truth, they want to hold on to it, but because they're not putting no time in developing their re- relationship with God, creating a f- full and firm foundation. When trials come or hard times come, they give up, they go back into the world. They go back to being meat. And then it's another one that starts to grow, it starts to recruit, but then they see. The worldly stuff, and they were rather good and They don't produce no fruit in terms of what they should be. I spoke a few weeks ago about the vineyard and how that the head of the vineyard looked for fruit, and there was no fruit. There were wild grapes. There was nothing good in it. And this is what happens when you're getting the word of God, that you're not doing nothing with it in your life. It cannot hold you from temptation, this materialistic world. It can't help you when you face tribulations and trials. You're going to give up. You need a personal relationship with God. This description I read to you was about these people that are living with this good heart. They ain't under no heart attack like that. When their heart is in such a condition that those attacks have no effect on them. Satan's falls of the earth can't steal no truth from them when they go through hard times. It doesn't wither them, they're not caught up with this worldly treasures, it doesn't choke them up because they're grounded in the truth. They can hear and they can see what's really going on. And because they are in this condition, scripture says that they produce. Yes, it would vary. We're not all on the same levels. We don't all produce fruit on the same levels. I think it's interesting that it's described to me. Jesus Jesus says some 100, some 60, and some 30, but they're still bearing fruit. They're still useful to God. And I don't know if that's an indication going back to what's going to happen in this world because we know that there is an apostasy coming in this world that in the last days, in these days, scripture says that people will not endure sound doctrine. They don't want to hear sound doctrine. The apostasy says that many will fall away. In the last days, many shall fall away. We see it happening. We see it happening now. We have a culture that don't want to hear about God. They want to hear about materialism. They want to hear about being so successful and and powerful. They don't want to know about their Lord and Savior. Stuff we grew up with and took for granted is being pushed aside now. We are living in that age where people are turning away from God. And that's probably why it says some 100, some 60, and some 30. Because by the time Jesus comes back, it's going to be. A period of apostasy where the, the majority of this world are going to turn away from God. That's why it's on us every day as children of God to go the extra mile. Because this world is on a collision course with hell. Jesus said, wide is the gate and borders the way, And many are going down that road flat open. We are the light. Readers of this good heart, of this good soil, are their only hope to keep them from a howl that is waiting for them. This howl was made for Satan, but they will go in there with him because they do not know Jesus in the departing of their sins. Praise the Lord. Let's look at Matthew chapter 13 again. I want to look at a different scenario that Jesus uses to bring about. Being fruitful and being what he would have you to be. He, he uses this parable about the tares and the wheat. Verse 24 says, Another parable put he forth unto them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is likened unto a man which sowed good seed in his field. Remember who this man is that's sowing good seed and what the good seed is? Cool. But while man slapped his enemy, Came and sowed tears among the wheat and went his way. But when the blade was sprung up and bore full fruit, then appeared the tears also. Then they were able to see that there is also tears in her. So the servant of the household came and said unto him, Sir, didst not thou so good seed in thy field? From whence then had it tears? Hmm. It's a legitimate question. Then he said unto them, An enemy had done this. The servants said unto him, Would thou then that we go and gather them up? But he said, No, nay. Lest while ye gather up the tears, you root up also the weeds with them. Let both grow together until the harvest. And in the time of harvest, I will say to the reapers, Gather ye together first the tears and bind them in bundles to bind them but gather the wheat into my barn. Mercy, (laughs) mercy, mercy. Let's look at uh, um, Matthew chapter 13 again, but go down to verse 37 and 40, where Jesus gives an answer to this parable he just gave to them. Verse 37 says, he answered and and said, this is Jesus, answered and said unto them, he that saith the good seed is the son of man, it is me, the field, once again, is the world, and the good seed are the children of the kingdom. But the tears are the children of the wicked one. The enemy that served them is the devil, the harvest is the end of the world, and the reapers of the angels. As therefore the tears are gathered and burned in the field, so shall it be in the end of this world. The Son of Man shall send forth his angels, and they shall gather out of his kingdom all things that offend, and them which do eat nicotine. And shall cast them into a furnace of fire. There shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Then shall the righteous shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of thy father. Who have ears to hear, let him hear. Who has ears to hear, let him hear. This is a parable giving you a realistic description. One of the things that are special I love about these kingdom parables is because then you follow it. You'll find that Jesus is saying, listen, I am uttering stuff to you that has never been spoken before. So what I'm telling you, you're never, you won't find it in the Old Testament. So all this stuff that Jesus is actually talking about is all new stuff. Because the new stuff is all to deal with the kingdom of God. This, this church, this church age that we are in right now. Cool. What's the problem with the scripture? Problem that's very disturbing is that God said that he will produce a good word and the people of him will hear that word and be saved. But also, it's going to be some people that look, walk, and talk just like them. But the terrorists are not really children of God. But they love to be in church. They love to be part of church. But they're not on the same level as these true children of God. But Jesus says, the servant's response is probably what ours will be. Listen, we recognize that these are terrorists. We recognize that these are not of God. Let's get rid of them. But Jesus says, no, leave them there. Leave them there. You're going to know them by their fruits. Let them be what they're going to be. Let them do what they're going to do. You do what you got to do. A tear cannot help but be a tear. A hypocrite can't help but be a hypocrite. Any false person can, can't help but be a false person. But if you are a fruit, then that's what you've got to be. And you being a fruit is more effective than worrying about you trying to get rid of them. Because the fruit in you is going to show up the tear for what they are. And God is asking us today that despite what anyone else who's not doing what they should be doing, you do what you're supposed to do. You produce the fruit. And in the end, God will separate who needs to be separated. But in the meantime, your fruit will stand out because they recognize when the wheat grew up that one wasn't a wheat. It was because of the fruit that they were producing. And it was because of those tears that they were producing that reveal who they are i submit to you the question where is your heart okay where is your heart in this field what type of heart because the reality is it ain't nobody's going to be fooling god you're not fooling god you can fool me you can fool a whole lot of people but they're not fooling god and this message is meant for us to look within our hearts It's not meant for me to point a finger at you, anyone else to point the finger at you. We have the good word of God. We have the more sure word of God that acts as a mirror. That if any man wants to serve God, that if anyone is serious about their walk with God, they have the word of God as a mirror to look into. And he'll show them whether they're weak or whether they are tears. It will be revealed in God's word. My challenge today is that we are to check our heart's condition, because if we're not got our heart in the right condition, there are some heart attacks that are waiting for us daily to attack us and to steal us away from God. If you're growing in your walk with God, are you producing fruit or are you going to be recognized as a person in that church that is really our tear? God said, "Live them, live them. I'll deal with them in the end. Let the fruit keep being a fruit. We are called to remain faithful despite those that ain't producing. We must still produce some 100, some 60, some 30, but produce some fruit in your life. And that can only be done based on where your heart is. Where your heart is. One last group of scriptures I wanna look into Is Revelation chapter 2, verses 19 and 20. This is Jesus. One of Jesus' epistles, I believe, is the last one. He says, I know thy works and charity and service and faith and thy patience and thy works. And the last to be more than the first. Notwithstanding, I have a few things against thee because thou sufferest that woman Jezebel which called herself a prophetess to teach and uh, to seduce my servants, to commit fornication, and to eat being sacrificed unto idols. Verse 21. And I gave her space to repent of her fornication, and she repented not. Behold, I will cast her into a bed, and them that commit adultery with her into great tribulation, except they repent of their deeds. Praise the Lord. And lastly is Luke chapter 8. Verse 18, it says, take heed, therefore, ye therefore how you hear. Oh, this one's very big. Take heed therefore how you hear. Be, be, be careful what you hear. For whosoever hath what you're hearing, this message that's been given to you, to him shall be given. And whosoever hath not from him shall be taken away, even that which he seemeth to have. I'm going to break that down for you a little more clearer. As I finish up here. But back to the revelation of conduct, no, that wasn't in the Macedonian church. No, it wasn't. But the point in it was that God knows what's going on. He knows what the evil person is doing, Alter. It's no secret. He knows those that are not operating in the way that they should be operating. That's not our problem. Our responsibility is to remain faithful for ourselves and for the work that God would have us to do. Those that are not doing what they should be doing, he'll deal with them in his right time because he, he will always give them the opportunity to repent, to change their ways. He' just about he gave us that opportunity. but us who know the truth, we are responsible for the truth that is given to us to let God be seen in our lives. Your heart condition affects everything you do. Your heart condition affects how you hear and how you see. Ultimately, it affects any changing that's going to take place in your life. Make sure today, as you hear God's word, you're not like this in Psalms 95, in the day of temptation and in the day of provocation, when they tested God and when they proved God and they saw his works, but they still went back and done what they wanted to do. Today, when you hear his word, watch out for Luke 8 and 18. Luke 8 and 18 says, listen, this truth that is given to you today, if you do not do something with it, even that shall be taken away from you. You understand? God gives you truth. He says, take ye therefore now how you hear. For whosoever hath to him shall be given, and whosoever hath not, from him shall be taken away even that which he seemed to have. Meaning that, yes, they were given truth. So it seems like they got something, but even that's going to be taken away from them. You can't live off of the truth forever. If you don't do something with it, Satan takes it away from you. Satan will steal every bit of truth you have if you don't put it into practice in your life. God doesn't give you truth to be knowledgeable. He gives you truth to change your life, to empower you to be effective for him. Your heart condition is what enables you to hear and to know what God would have you to do. If you're just hearing it and doing nothing with it, even that is going to be taken from you. Pay attention. Even that will be taken away from you. You've got to do something when you hear truth from God. God is not giving it to you just to be hearing stuff. There has to be a change. Because Satan is seeking to attack, to do the heart attack on you every time you get a word of truth. Make up in your mind today that from this day forward, he that hath an ear, let him hear what the spirit is saying to you. This is what God has laid on my heart today. And I pray that you will continue to check your heart condition daily. It's not something for a pastor to find out. It's not something for anybody else to point out. We have the more sure word of God that we can look into and let us know, brother, our heart is in the right place. We can fool others and appear to be wheat when we're really terrorists. But any goes home for so long, you will know them by their fruit. Take the word of God today and make up your mind to continue to let God's word dwell in you richly and produce fruit. Praise the Lord.